This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. You always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Javier, if you had to have another podcast to go along with this podcast what podcast would you do oh we've already discussed this in like oh, our real did. lives yeah, yeah we, we discussed this what was it yesterday or something like that it yeah. was uh when evan starts up his podcast network we're gonna have a one tree hill podcast that dissects every single individual episode of one through one tree hill throughout the entire series and each episode is going to be like four hours long because it is literally just going to be me ranting into a mic until I am satisfied. The editing on that is going to be atrocious, but I'm excited to just dive into One Tree Hill because good show. Good show. Evan's just going to be sitting there. He's not even going to contribute I'm gonna, anything. I'm going to intro it and I'll I'll do like the socials at the end and it'll just be like you going off on a soliloquy. Yeah, it's just going to be like Sophia Bush was pretty attractive. And you know what? If you want to start your own One Tree Hill podcast and beat us to the punch, don't do it. But if you've got your own podcast, you can apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience at podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome to Crossbody of Works. My name is Evan. I am Javier. And we're diving back into the, the Attitude Era. I feel like we don't go to the Attitude Era too often, but we, we, we're on a streak right now. We got we had Steve Blackman, Shane McMahon, and now Sable. Well, yeah, I mean, but we're still, half of it is in the Ruthless Aggression Era. That's true. Half Which of is it, superior. Ooh, ah, yeah. Yeah, I liked it It more. is. I don't, yeah. I don't care what the... Uh, Old heads say ruthless aggression area. Yeah. Ruthless aggression era is the best era in the history of professional wrestling. It's true. I'll take it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was my favorite era. We'll talk about that when we get to those matches. Like that was my jam. Specifically that era SmackDown. You and I have both talked about our yes. love of that era of SmackDown. Would not be doing this podcast right now if not for that era of SmackDown. It's true. Looking at you, Vanilla Ice, John Cena. Let's go. <laughs> What a, what a time. Uh, before we get into the actual, you know, Sable matches and her career, uh, yeah, let's, talk about, let's talk about the six careers that have been altered by WWE releases again. Sad. Oh, pain. It just, it's just so disappointing. Also, very surprising, the list of names. Uh, some of them are. Some, some of them are them. very surprising. One, is, one in particular is, like, I keep forgetting that Braun Strowman was released yeah. because, like... Dude was in a WWE championship match like three weeks ago or whatever that was. Dude had the Universal Championship at the last WrestleMania before this one. Uh, And it always felt like he was like a person that Vince McMahon was investing heavily in. You know, he he just seems so much like his guy. 
I don't know. You know? It, it really felt weird. I don't know it's if there was like some the sort list. of like circumstances or maybe they said like, budget cuts know. and apparently Braun had like a, a pretty hefty contract that he just resigned. So, but like budget cuts for what y'all just like, I don't know. They just I don't cut know, it's people garbage. Like a couple like a month or two ago. And they also had the most profitable year on record last year. So uh, I'm convinced that they're trying to sell. I, I think they're trying to sell the company. I think they're getting prepped for an eventual sale. But I also think that there's no way anyone's selling WWE before Vince is in the ground. That man I mean, is going to hold on. I, I Would it genuinely shock you, though, if Vince sells it for like a couple oh, billion dollars? Yeah, all the money in the world. And then he's just like, well, I'm going to start a new promotion, damn it. <laughs> With all the people I released. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but um, I'm really excited to see what Tommy and Alistair Black is going to yeah. do. Uh, I, I think, honestly, for him, AEW would be perfect. I know we say AEW for a lot of people, but yeah. like for him specifically, AEW would be just incredible. Um, if they're, they are able to form a partnership with New Japan at some point, I mean, Impact Wrestling would be cool for him as well, just because I think he'd fit the vibes. Yeah, but give me be- Tommy End in the G1. Yeah, I just want to see him fight Okada. Like, yeah. I just, I just yeah. need him fighting Okada. Give me him against Shinko. Give me him against fucking uh, Jay White. Jay White. Give me him against Kota Bushi, especially. Uh, there's just so many matches he could be in. Heidi Lovelace, uh, Ruby Riot is she was awesome pre WWE. Yeah, she's awesome during the WWE. And apparently that was a huge cut because everyone like she was like a beloved member of the locker room. She's like, awesome. Like everyone's like, no, we lost she's her. Like, genuinely an awesome human being yeah like, she's great she's an incredible wrestler i i hope that she can land into the major promotion uh here in the u.s but more than anything go back to japan i need you in more joshi matches i i would just go back to stardom go back to wherever uh she she can to to get those great matches and because she genuinely is an insanely good worker you could start a pretty like not not obviously like a world class promotion, but like a pretty good promotion with some of the free agents available right now. Yeah, like Tommy End was awesome. I like Dallas Tommy Black, End Murphy WWE was awesome. Uh, Andrade is oh yeah like Murphy he, got her. He's oh my god, not like signed to a major company, right? Uh, get Murphy in the G one. What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of names. Anywho. Current wrestling disappoints us and makes us sad. So that's why we always go back in time. Nostalgia's good. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Nostalgia's good. It's good. It doesn't hurt. So we're going to go back and look at table matches. Before we dive into that, all of the socials. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Crossbody of Work. If you have an idea for who we should cover on the podcast, crossbodyworkpod at gmail.com. Check out the merch, fullpressshop.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, follow us wherever you're listening. Rate us. Give us five-star frog splash. We appreciate it. But Sable, what are your thoughts on Sable? Um, she's Brock Lesnar's wife. Yes, which makes it very scary to say anything negative. Which is also like weird. I I don't know. I I mean, like she's kind of. You feel like she's like when she talks on the mic. You kind of notice that she's not a very outgoing person, like in her regular life, which yeah. perfectly coincides with Brock Lesnar. Man wants to just retire to the middle of Saskatchewan. On yeah, his but at the same time, it's like actually, now that I think about it, it makes a lot of sense because they <laughs> both, like, you think about uh, what they are—they're big stars because they can like bring that out of themselves. Yeah, 
but in normal society life whatever they're very like they seem like very like reclusive kind of people and those are two very different types of personalities right like there are the people who when they are performing they're on but then when they're off they're off right like brock is infamous for yeah being just get me the fuck out of here all the time but like you look at brock when he was at the ufc dude freaking radiated confidence and like personality and all that shit and then there are people who are on all of the time and that can be tiring connor to them but also tiring to the people around them sometimes uh it's funny as we're saying this i feel like you're the the person who's probably more like when you're on you're on when you're off everybody go away oh i'm very much like that i cannot stand people yeah i am on all the time yeah i see that that i could have bet on a hundred percent Evan is very much a people person. Yes. I, like I am very people. much like a, I would rather just not be here right now. Kind of <laughs> I would like to be somewhere else. I don't remember a ton of Sable's early run. Like I said, I started watching in 99. So that's when uh, her first departure was. So I only saw a little bit of Sable. I remember Sable much more from the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, I only remember her for the Playboy stuff. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that when I was a child. Her and Tori Wilson made my puberty expedite. <laughs> that was things we learned later. I like I've, I think I mentioned this before. I was at the show where it was announced that Tori Wilson was going to be a Playboy cover girl. And wow. I didn't understand really the excitement because I was like <laughs> 11. And my brother, who's older than me, was 19 at the time. So you didn't was get like, it by 11? Was like, yo. And I was like, I didn't know what Playboy was. And so then he knew a playboy was when I was like six. Then he explained it to me and I was like, wait, what? I get to see boobies. She's going to do what? Of course, I didn't see anything until I was 18. I'm a Christian man. Mom, if you're listening to this, (laughs) which you're definitely not. I so saw it before I was 18. I saw it when I was like seven. (laughs) Oh, perks of having an older brother. But uh, Sable is probably best known for the fact that she was one of the highest selling issues of Playboy ever. Her first yeah. appearance on the cover was one of the, I think, top 10 selling issues of all time. Uh, and that really expedited her star, like the, the the value of her stardom. Like she became a just outside of wrestling megastar because people could do that in the, in the uh, Attitude Era. You know, Stone Cold was everywhere. The Rock was everywhere. Yeah. Sable was one of those people who was everywhere. She was on all the merchandise. Sonny. Sunny was the most like interneted yeah. person in like '97 or whatever. Yeah, she was the most was. downloaded woman on the internet. Um, but as we get into the actual matches, we're going to see that Sable was not particularly the most skilled wrestler in the world. But also, women's wrestling was not given a lot of attention. Like she wasn't really trained that well. Yeah, I mean, she only got her start because she was married to Mark Marrow, and yeah. she was just around. And Vince was like. This is the most beautiful woman in the world. Vince legitimately was like in love with Sable. I, I like he legitimately believed she was like the goddess. Of Do you ever all feel bad women. for Linda? I mean, because I do. At some point, yes, because like he's kind of a dickhead, but like she's still with him. Yeah, and it feels like it. Like there might just be like they've been together since they were like kids, yeah. basically. So it kind of feels like maybe their relationship is just like different. 
I also think like to be with somebody like Vince McMahon, you need to also be in on the joke or in on the con all the time. What if she is the balls of their relationship? That's why she's down for all the bits. That's why she will be in a comatose state, rise from her wheelchair and kick him in the nuts. That's such what a it, good bit. Actually, now that I think about it, Linda kind of seems like she's just like got the balls in the relationship. 100%. There's only one person who can contain Vince McMahon, and it's Linda. Anywho. As you mentioned, uh, Sable married to Mark Marrow at the time when she first debuted. Uh, she debuted actually in WrestleMania 12 as Triple H's valet, and there was a backstage segment where she quickly switched to be with Mark Marrow, who protected her after Triple H lashed out at her. Uh, Marrow would get injured, and Sable would get popular on her own, and that would make Mark Marrow a dick about it, because he was not happy to not have the spotlight on him, but Sable had just tons of charisma mark marrow was like a good wrestler in his own right and like a you know a decent character but he was just completely eclipsed by sable yeah let's i mean let's just face it sable got really popular because boobies and blonde yeah I, she's a gorgeous woman she's an yeah. absolutely gorgeous woman and wwe was like we're going to lean right into that because this is before i hate using the trademark term but women's evolution and the fact that you know we're going to make it at like an even playing field for women's wrestling and men's wrestling. And instead, uh, we're just going to have them be eye candy. And Sable was eye candy at this point. And then they were like, we're going to transition her to into, you know, wrestling because we need to get her on the show more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, brings us to our first match. WrestleMania 14. It's Sable and Mark Marrow teaming up in a mixed tag against the artist formerly known as Goldust and Luna Vachon. Ah, uh, the artist formerly known as Goldust. What a weird time. WrestleMania 14 was in Boston. <laughs> Every time we bring up 14. I think this is like at least the second match we've done from 14, if not the third. Oh, Every- it's probably more than that. I mean, Austin, we did the yeah. that stuff. It was in Boston. It's like, yes. It was Javier's in Boston. From Boston. Put it on the, on the bingo card. Javier's from Boston. Yes, Javier tried to move to Quincy today, and it didn't work out didn't work out except him quincy except him it will work out because that is where my now real world job is but fun fact i looked at the stats for the podcast because you can check by by like city and region uh boston's one of our top uh top 10 cities you know why it's because you boy yeah it's true though i haven't told any of my friends to listen to this by the way (laughs) one of ours is also winnipeg manitoba so shout out to winnipeg i'm from winnipeg Winnipeg, you idiot idiots there you go uh, so most of this feud is because everyone was focused on Sable instead of Marrow. He started demeaning her very similar in a vein. If you are, you know, a WWE CW connoisseur to Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly, except Sable wasn't showing her body and he wasn't like telling her not to, uh, Mark Marrow was like, yeah, you can do it. But like, so you mean Sable you. wasn't an exhibitionist, not like Kelly Kelly. She didn't have a specific segment of the show. WWE CW was weird, man. Uh, and then, you know, Marrow at one point, because they, they show the, there's obviously the video packs before the match. Uh, Marrow had Goldust dressed up like Sable at one point. That was a weird image. I didn't need that. I didn't need that in my but life. Somehow still not the weirdest thing Goldust, the character, has done. No, not e- maybe not even top five. Might not even be top ten. Speaking of Goldust, this is a look for him. Uh, fishnet corset, lingerie oh my thing, silver bodysuit, black wig, red face paint with an I was F, in. U, and X. I was so in. You like, like this look? look? I love this look. I didn't even notice the corset thing. I was just in bodysuit 
with the red silver bodysuit with the red paint. You give me silver, you give me red. I'm all in on whatever it is. <laughs> Those two oh colors, that's like the dream. It's like black and gold with me. Those are the two like combinations. You give me anything of, I don't even care. I'll accept it. I think the face paint was a little much with the big black X and the F U on it, but Goldust What's wrong was going with that? through it. Goldust it's is going just through saying, a, don't a say F U. You know, no effing around here. Uh, Luna Vachon, underrated and underappreciated. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to do a Luna Vachon episode. Yeah. She's awesome. So what do you think of the match? I mean, like, sure. It's an <laughs> Attitude Era match. It's like, whatever. You know, yeah. like, Sable sucks. Mark Marrow is meh. Sable's just learning how to wrestle. Yeah, Truly. Goldust, I like Goldust. Like, I think he's very entertaining, but, like, in the ring against Mark Marrow, like, whatever. <laughs> and then Luna, I like Luna, but, like, Sable. <laughs> yeah, not the best set of dancing partners here. Uh, Marrow with a lot of, you know, boxing punches. He, uh, at one point, they tag in both women. Sable's chasing Luna down to the outside. Luna tags back in before Sable can get her hands on her because this match was all about Sable getting her hands on Luna and actually getting physical. Yeah, which the people were very excited for. Um, yes. But it didn't matter because, like, you know, it, it's one of those things where, uh, oh, this is also an issue. So this, yes, is an intergender match. But, like, the men could hit the women and the women could hit the men. But the ref was telling them to tag out whenever one tag was made. Nobody fucking tagged out, though. <laughs> it's true. They The ref didn't do a terribly good job of actually containing anything. Yeah, Sable um, finally gets some offense in when she tags herself in. Uh, while Goldust is in the ring and she just kicks him in the face with like a rope assisted like super kick kind of deal. Yeah. Um, Luna refuses to tag in. Goldust tries to tag her in. Uh, she just like gets away from the apron. Goldust is like, what the fuck? Uh, Mero comes back in. He hits a running cross body. The crowd starts chanting Sable's name. Uh, sure both Mero women tag. That. Yeah, both women tag in. The crowd explodes. Uh, Sable gets a takedown and starts throwing some punches that are only slightly better than Shane McMahon. I was gonna say, where do they go right on the Shane McMahon? I don't know. What's the what's the high end of the scale? Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah. Sable yeah, is yeah. A, is closer to the Shane McMahon side, but is better than Shane. Yeah, I'd say the Mendoza line is probably like John Cena. Okay. Yeah. Because sure. John Cena, who? They were tough. Remember that weird time where he was like adding like a karate punch to his to his. You mean arsenal? the sixth move of doom? Yeah, remember that. AKA a, the greatest move in the history of professional wrestling. That was a weird, weird era for John. I love big match Johnny Boy John John. Yeah, so there's the knockdown. She uh, grabs Luna by the hair. She's using the kicks in the corner. Uh, hits a forearm on Goldie, knocks him out. Uh, clothesline Luna over the top and Sable standing tall. And everyone's okay. like, oh my God, here's the annoying thing. doing it. No, here's the annoying thing. So it's like a Royal Rumble elimination that she gets on Luna. And then like she's like immediately yelling at Luna to get back in the ring. You just not, you just launched her out of the ring. What are you it's doing? Like, bro, if you didn't want her, if you didn't want to complain about her not getting back in the ring, don't throw her out. This is slowly devolving into a Seinfeld bit. <laughs> if you don't want her back in the ring... That's Don't actually a very good Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, so tag back in. Sable clocks Goldust again. Finally tags back in Marrow. Uh, then we get the weird like ref distraction spot. 
That was a weird spot. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in. So yeah, Sable like distracts the ref. Mero hits a low blow on uh Goldust. Goldust like recovers kind of immediately, hits a yeah. DDT. Uh Mero flips out of the curtain call, um, which is Goldust's finisher, and he hits like a running like knee lift kind of deal, yeah. goes for a corner moonsault, hits like a springboard corner moonsault, which is kind of like it's kind of like the best damn moonsault or best yeah. moonsault ever, or whatever the fucking uh, Christopher Daniels moonsault is. But like, not really. Um, and he gets a near fall on that. He hits a top rope Frankensteiner for another near fall. Uh, and then a little more down the line, Meryl grabs Luna, acts like he's going to hit her. Uh, yeah. Then moves out of the way when Goldust like goes in for the attack. So Goldust wipes out Luna. Mero uh, with like a comical like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wind up and get you. Why I oughta? Why <laughs> to the moon, Alice? Uh, and then he rolls up Gold Dust for a near fall. Mero hits his finisher, the TKO. I like uh, the TKO. I like it a lot. I like it when certain people do it. Fair. Uh, Mero, sure. <laughs> Fine. Uh, we'll get to that though. <laughs> Uh, Luna breaks the pin with like a back rake and then she like puts on a rear naked choke. Sable tags herself in while Mero is still getting choked. Goes yeah. for the pin on Gold Dust, but the ref is distracted by Luna and Mero. Uh, Sable gets a near fall uh, when the ref finally decides to count. Moves out of the way of Luna's splash when she goes to break the pin attack. So Luna lands Sable on top of Sable has spidey senses. Like she wasn't even looking at it and just... So that's how their relationship worked is Miro and Sable had like insane reflexes. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Luna lands on Goldust. We get a Sable bomb, which is just a normal power bomb, uh, on Luna for a near fall. Uh, then Luna like rakes her eyes. Yeah. But whatever she was going to do involved an Irish whip. Sable countered that, lifted her up, hit her own version of a TKO, which is like the worst TKO I've ever seen in my life. Sable for bomb now. trumps TKO by Sable. For now. Um, and one, two, three, Sable and Mark Merrill win the match. Good, you know, babyface pop. Everyone was happy. Sable won. That's great. Yeah. And then it leads right into our next match because Mark Merrill could not stand not having the, the spotlight and would replace Sable with Jacqueline. We actually covered this in the Jacqueline episode that we did when they had a match at SummerSlam where it was... Uh, Jacqueline and Mero versus uh, Sable and a surprise partner, which was Edge. Go back and listen to that episode. You think you know me. You think you, you, think know, me? you know me. Uh, you think you know me. But their feud would continue. Sable versus Jacqueline at Survivor Series 1998 in a WWF Women's Championship match. Jacqueline had beaten Sable to revive the championship, which I guess hadn't been seen since Medusa threw it in the trash, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds like the the way to get rid of a title. Uh, also, Survivor Series 98. I fucking love Deadly Games so much. It's I watched the Deadly it. Games! I watched, I think, four matches, and then I had to go do something, but I was like, man, Deadly Games. It's the Deadly Games! Is it the best tournament WWF has done? Uh, ooh. Because I love the Cruiserweight Classic. I'm, oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say King of the Ring 93. Mm. That I think the final is perfect and Brett. There are some good tournaments. More tournaments, WWE. More. Wow. The first Cruiserweight Classic, though, was incredible. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy an, it's crazy amazing. Good. And it's stacked. 
It's so stacked. Um, anyways, this match, speaking of cruiserweights, uh, Sable <laughs> gets distracted before the bell rings by Marrow. Uh, Jackie ends up attacking her from behind. Uh, Sable, like, blocks a hip toss with her own hip toss. I, I know hip you're toss a hip toss here. I know you're a hip toss guy. So I am a hip toss guy. What do you think of Sable's hip toss? Mm. Uh, below the Mendoza line. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Mendoza line? Is it John Cena? Because it should be. I don't know what the Mendoza line is. Jo- actually, toss. no. John Cena is below the Mendoza. John Cena is is the Shane McMahon punch example. Because John Cena, for as much as I love that man, is awful with hip tosses. Speaking of Shane McMahon, he is the referee in this match. Yeah. Why is Shane appearing in this like multiple times? I don't know, but all of our episodes tie together. That's now that's now distinctively three straight episodes where everything matches together because Steve Blackman faced Shane in the next in the Shane episode. And now Shane's in this yeah. episode. I so don't think there will be Sable any correlation to our next episode, which is not going to happen. There's no conceivable way that could happen. it's not going to happen. Um, Sable with an early TKO attempt. And it yeah, was she good. Ish. Yeah, she hits it. No, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> she is the bottom. She is the Shane McMahon punch of TKOs. Um, she hits it, but Mario pulls her out of the ring. This one's better than. Oh, okay, we'll get to it. Um, she hits it. Uh, Mario pulls her out. She's outside with Mero. She low blows him, and then hits a sable bomb on the a outside. Very clean kick to the dick. Like a very <laughs> like there was no. It didn't look like, you know, sometimes you like move the foot to the side so it actually hits the leg. Or, nope. Are we it's sure a, they weren't yeah. in the process of separation at this point? <laughs> that is, no. I, I think they were together until like around when she returned to WWE. Ah, so, she got too big for him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jackie jumps off the apron immediately with that, with that, with an axe hammer. Uh, Jackie starts choking Sable with the middle rope. Uh, she goes for a power bomb. But Sable like flicks, uh, flips her up and over for a back body drop. Yeah, and then we like get to the finish immediately. Jacqueline goes for a tornado DDT. Sable powers out, and I will say this was actually pretty red. Like fucking launches Jacqueline. Like yeah, when she gets out of the tornado DDT, she's like no. Uh, and then we get a Sable bomb. One two three. Sable Sable bomb's always pretty good. I will give her that. Yeah, it's a good finisher for her. And when she sets up for it, everybody gets hyped. Like the crowd actually is like audibly like, "Oh, we're getting the." Sable she like bomb. it's one thing when you do a power bomb and you like gently place the person down. No, she like adds like some torque to it. She's like pushing yeah. the thing down. Yeah, uh, but that's it. She's a women's champion. This will be her only women's championship win. And we're gonna look at some more matches in that. But uh, first, we're gonna take our first break. When we get back, Sable as women's champion. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back from the break, and we're looking at a Sable promo from the next night after Survivor Series. I know what you're thinking. Evan, why didn't you put, add in any of the bikini contests? Because Sable was in lots of bikini contests, including the one with the handprints. You know what? If you want it, you know how to find it. 
You yeah. don't need us to break We're it down. We're not going to satisfy you. What what are we what are we going to break down about it? Jerry Lawler absolutely looking like a cartoon with eyes bugging out of his head? No, we're not going to break down any of that. Looking like a pie is cooling on the windowsill of over a human being? No. We're talking about a promo, damn it. Casable was not a good promo at this point. <laughs> I think she yeah. got better and more comfortable on the mic. But this was n- never her strong suit being a promo. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of Sable's promos. No. So, she had a great line at the end. Yeah, it's just it's even the delivery was was weird. Like good was good weird. line, weird delivery. So like I said, it's the Raw after Survivor series. Uh, Sable says last night was the greatest accomplishment of my career. She dedicates the women's championship to the WWF fans who made Sable who she is. And that brings out Shane McMahon. What What a weird interaction this was. And Shane is getting super heat because of the Deadly Games tournament last night. It's the Deadly Games! Turned back heel? Was he he heel at the time? I have no fucking idea. I don't remember. But Shane... Uh, People hated him. <laughs> Shane like fake baby face turned a bunch. Who yeah, knows? he was really good. Uh, like, no, I'm on your side. Yeah, Shane comes out and starts patronizing Sable for thanking the fans for making her. Uh, he says, no, Vince McMahon made her uh, by investing a lot into her. Uh, Sable says that she is where she is because she worked hard for it and no one gave her anything. Uh, Shane insinuated that women sleep their way to the top. And Sable finishes everything off by saying, Shane only knows women he can't he can buy, and she isn't for sale. Yeah. Not a bad line. The delivery was still tip. Not good. Yeah, she was still pretty unfamiliar with like talking on the live mic. And I think the nerves are probably And I ain't for sale. All of the stuff she's talking about though is what will so easily be switched around for her heel persona. Where she's like, I am a star. I made myself. Because they quickly switched it around in terms of having somebody else help her with wins. And making her think that she's, you know, hot shit. Speaking of being hot shit, that was the reason that she left. Like, one of the reasons that her and WWF parted ways. Is because people said that she was, you know, too egotistical. I thought it was because she sued them. It was both. People (laughs) said that she was terrible in the locker room. And that she and she said she wanted more money, and she then also sued them uh, for sexual harassment and uh, an unsafe work environment. Uh, yeah, which being yeah. So I mean, she's right about both of those things. Yes, um, but before we get to her leaving, we have one more match to cover from this era of Sable, and it is a strap match versus Luna Vachon at Royal Rumble 1999. I Not have. that type of strap. Get your mind out of the gutters. Oh, Jesus. Um, I had no idea that Sable was in the strap match. I didn't know that she was in any gimmick match that didn't involve a bikini. So I was once I saw this was on the list, I was like, yeah, I don't remember this match at all. I remember Royal Rumble 99. I watched it. I remember, or sorry, this is I have watched it back. I didn't watch it live, but never remember this match. Maybe I skipped it. The corporate rumble. I hated the, this. The corporate rumble is bad. The yeah, I don't watch bad. this pay-per-view because I don't like the rumble in it. So, And the Mankind uh, Rock match makes my brain hurt. Literally. Literally. Hurts. Watch Royal Rumble 2000 instead because that 
Mick Foley match. And then after you wow. watch it, watch the podcast that we did reviewing yeah. Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. Um, so Shane is out here once again because he clearly had some issues for Sable. Uh, also, this is Sable's first title defense. It is January 1999. She won the title in November 98. That would not stand today. We love the way WWE invests in their women's division. We love it. We love it so much. Uh, I guess Luna had attacked her as the masked spider lady in late 1998. Luna attacked her. Is she bone crusher? Ooh, bone saw is ready. (laughs) You ain't going nowhere. No wonder uh, she wanted more money. She was only getting paid a hundred bucks. This is this is the the episode where I just bust out all of my impressions. Apparently, you had a very good Jerry Seinfeld one. I'll give you yeah. that. This is this is where I'm just going to all my impressions. Uh, here's Christopher Walken. Wow, Bobby, two mice. All right, Sable, uh, Sable. Wow, big star. You all right? Big boobs, you know. <laughs> So earlier that night on Heat, Luna had attacked her again and hurt Sable's back. Shane wants her out here so she can forfeit the title. Sable just walks out and says, ring the damn bell. I like that. That's good. That's yeah. good babyface thing. Uh, it's stupid babyface syndrome, but it's a good babyface thing to do. Yeah, Sable starts, uh, she like pulls this, pulls on the straps to get Luna closer to her and then pushes Luna into the corner and just starts whipping her. Yeah. Almost immediately. But also should note, this is a touch all four corners type of strap match, not yes. a actually pin somebody type of strap match. Yes. Which is uh, the worst version of strap matches. Yes, but is somehow like the majority of strap matches. Yeah, it's a stupid gimmick. I like the idea of like, you can't go anywhere. That's why you're strapped together, like a bull rope match. But to have it where it's like, touch all the corners in order. No, don't make me do these weird GTA side missions. I hate this. <laughs> Anyways, Sable starts choking Luna with the strap, which is a pretty cool spot. Yeah, I also like when so Luna gets pushed to the outside, and Sable is in the ring and controlling her to run her into the ring post. I was like, yeah, yeah that was pretty cool too. Good. This is the best we've seen Sable so far, by far. Yeah, I mean, this was the match I enjoyed the most of the bunch. I'm not even gonna lie. This is second for me. Oh, I know which one's number one. Yeah. I uh, Sable touches two corners and Luna drags her in and hits her uh, in the midsection with the strap, which Luna sold like she had just been fucking shot. Yeah, cannonball. Th- like, uh, what's what's that? Uh, Patriot game? No, not Patriot games. Whatever that Mel Gibson movie is where somebody gets absolutely decapitated with a cannonball. <laughs> I'm going to Google that. You keep talking about the match. Is this fucking, uh, what's the Scottish movie again? It's not Braveheart. Is it Braveheart? <laughs> Uh, I don't think they had cannonballs. Is it Passion of the Christ? Those are the only two Mel Gibson movies. It's the Patriot. Oh, the Patriot. I had to to watch the Patriot for... uh, I watched that in class. Yeah, I had to watch it in class, and a dude gets absolutely like split (laughs) in half by a cannonball, and my whole class class? lost our mind. Yeah, that, you know? That type of cell. That was a (laughs) long walk for a short drink of water. Uh, Luna starts targeting Sable's back. She touches three of the corners, uh, but Sable like pulls the rope or sorry, pulls the strap and then spins her around with it for a slam. It was yeah. weird. I can't really describe it better than that. That was the best way to describe what happened. <laughs> uh, Sable whips her some more. Luna hits a backbreaker. Uh, Luna like wraps a strap around Sable's neck 
and starts like dragging Sable on her back. Also, uh, we should touching... note Shane McMahon is still out here and on commentary during this. Yes, uh, while touching the corners, I've sh- I've specifically chosen to ignore that part. <laughs> uh, but like after uh, Luna touches the corners, Sable also touches them. So yeah. they're both at three corners. Um, they tug for positioning for the last one. Uh, Shane notices Sable might actually win this shit. Gets up, starts distracting the referee. Uh, some woman comes in, punches Luna the fuck out. Sable is able to touch the third, uh, the fourth and final corner. Wins the match, retains her belt. And who was that mystery woman? Was it Tori? It was Tori's debut, the debut of Tori. The other she Tori. A, not Tori Wilson, Tori. With just, the one that just broke Kane's heart. Yeah, the one that broke Kane's heart and slept with X-Pac instead. So it's Tori's debut. Sable manages to retain her title. And uh, that actually shifts a big thing in, in, in Sable's personality. So uh, this is dr- ripped from Wikipedia, you know, the most reliable of all sources. Uh, after the Rumble, Sable was the cover girl for the April 1999 issue of Playboy, which we had mentioned, one of the highest grossing ones of all time. Uh, around the release of the issue, Sable turned heel by going Hollywood and having an inflated ego, very similar to what the reports were about her backstage. Uh, she rarely defended her title. She started saying, this is for all the women who want to be me and all the men who come to see me. Uh, and then her and Tori would have a feud culminating at WrestleMania 15, where Sable would retain with the assistance of her new bodyguard, Nicole Bass, who I forgot entirely about. Oh my God. Yeah. Nicole Bass. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Sable would lose the title to Deborah by winning an evening gown match because Commissioner Shawn Michaels decided that the person who deserved the title was the person who was in their their bra and underwear because lol WWF in 1999. Um, And then she was in dispute with WWF and was very unpopular backstage. Like I mentioned, she quit in June and then filed a $10 million lawsuit for sexual harassment and unsafe working conditions. They would settle out of court and then Sable would be in Playboy once again in September, the first woman ever to get two covers in a single year. That is a surprising stat. I thought they would have double-dipped at some point, but apparently not. Just for Sable. Really? Really. No Pamela, nothing. She was the first woman to get two covers in a single calendar year. That's weird. Not two, not two covers overall, obviously. But oh, I thought you meant overall. No, two okay. in one calendar year. Because I was going to say, like, fuck, it, uh, I couldn't get, like, Oprah on there twice? I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that? I'm drinking my water. That's why, why I said that? it. That is purposefully oh why God. I said it. Um, <laughs> Oprah. She's got her own magazine. She doesn't need to be in Playboy. Uh... Everybody's got to get a start somewhere. Anyways. <laughs> Let's take our commercial. When we get back, we're looking at Sable and the Ruthless Aggression Era. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back from the break. And Sable returned in 2003. Obviously, she had made amends with the company at that point. And she set her sights on fellow fellow playmate Tori Wilson. Uh, And then she entered a feud with Stephanie McMahon because (laughs) Sable was Vince's mistress. This is what I mean. Vince can just book whatever the fuck he wants. Just anything. He booked himself to be romantic partners with Trish Stratus. Like... He's he's doing this thing now with Sable. It's like, bro, didn't he get Candace Michelle at one point? Yeah, Vince's Devils was a thing. Like, bro, Vince. You unbelievable man. What the fuck? You cartoon <laughs> character of a man. Like, uh, how do you exist properly in this world? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but the feud with Stephanie McMahon, uh, who was at that point GM of SmackDown, uh, culminated in a match at Vengeance 2003, Stephanie McMahon versus Sable, a no countout match. That was the only stipulation was no countouts allowed. Uh, Sable at this point was really like looked at. It sounds weird because it's only been four years. And that obviously doesn't age a person that much. But she was like the elder stateswoman of the women's division. And like she had like MILF energy. Like that was the whole thing. Which is weird because it's only like it's been a couple years, years yeah. since she, her prime. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she looks, obviously, like, she hasn't looked like she's aged at all. Like, she still looks amazing. So, whatever. WDF just, like, she's old now. It's like, no, she isn't. Vince, you're in your 60s. Like, come on. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. She's like, uh, how old was she? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, okay. Well, we're not doing this research anyway. No, so. We're not doing this ma- this much math. But it was, you know, Vince, a happily married man, just being like, that's my mistress. Anywho. Uh, so there, they had the, you know, video before the match. And this is the, uh, the one you've probably seen the clip before Sable lured Stephanie in the back. They fought Steph ripped Sable's top off as she got into a limo. Some things don't change with WWF. They're like, is there a way we can get them to have less clothes? We like boobies. Yeah. We, we need to hit that particular part of our target audience that hasn't discovered Google. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The ones in college. With slow, slow internet. Um, I liked Stephanie as as SmackDown GM. I remember her being very popular at the time. Yeah. I was a big fan. Um, yeah, because it was just after the Heyman thing kind of phased out. Uh, I, I personally enjoyed her. Uh, she was the first GM for me that I, that I, I mean, it didn't last super long. No. Uh, into my viewing experience at least because i mean obviously like most people i remember teddy long more than anyone as the smackdown GM, hala, hala, hala. yeah i really enjoyed uh stephanie she she was good she wasn't annoying yeah did you know that she actually after this would go on to invent women's wrestling oh really that's what wwe has made me learn you think she got she... the idea from this match she might have uh what'd you think of the match I mean, Sable comes down and immediately starts sexy dancing on the ramp. So it's a weird time. Uh, that alone removes one of the five stars. 
<laughs> but we're still at a four star match. That's we're still, great. We still can do four. Um, Sable tries. Uh, sorry, Stephanie like goes out of the ring, gets Sable, drags her ass into the ring. That added the fifth star back. I, yeah, I back like it five. when people. I like it when we be dragging the bitches out here. Oh my uh, god! Somebody clip that. <laughs> we can just hold that against Javier for life. <laughs> Don't you? Uh, come on! You see two women fighting, and one starts dragging the other. Are you not just entertained by this? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not like watching in awe? I'm in awe. Five star matches happening in front of me. I'm in awe. <laughs> uh, Sable tries running into the crowd. Stephanie grabs her, drags her back. That's yep. six. And also kind of <laughs> reminds me of the Samuel L. Jackson movie where he has that like blonde white chick chained to the front of his house. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't remember the name of that movie, but I don't remember anything about that movie other than that bit. It's not like I can find it through Samuel L. Jackson movies because that man's been in everything. <laughs> He's been in about 15,000 movies since the year 1999. Even before that. Um, Black Snake Moan. There we go. It's called. Came out in 2006. It did. Well done. Boom. I remember the trailers and stuff in theaters. Uh, Sable throws her into, or sorry, Stephanie throws her in the ring. Sable immediately gets up and drop kicks Stephanie when she's trying to slide herself in. Uh, I wrote down this offense is awful. I don't remember what offense was awful. I assume it was <laughs> Steph trying to hit shots from her knees and Sable just kicking her once in the back and knocking her over. Probably. Yeah, Sable kicks right. Stephanie in the back and does a sexy dance on top of her. Yep. But uh, Steph was playing possum the whole time because Sable gets off of her and hits her with the roll up for a two. Yeah, because Sable got distracted by Brian Hebner. It's always a fucking Hebner. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. It's uh, always a Hebner. Sable smacks the shit out of Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie does like a, ba- a standing back elbow, mounts Sable for some ground and pound, which is better than what her brother could do. And is a uh, focal point of Stephanie's offense here. I would say it's a focal point of Stephanie's offense in every match Stephanie's ever had. True. Though, I will say that when we watched her match uh, against Ronda Rousey, she was a little better. She had grown as a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like she married one. Almost. Almost. Um, Then they go to the outside. Steph is trash talking table or Sable, tossing her by her hair, goes to the outside. Steph has a chair, and then Brian Hebner ruins it because it's always a Hebner. Uh, it's always a Hebner. Steph really wanted to hit Sable with a chair. Uh, and then Steph blocks forms. a slap and forms the fuck out of Sable. Yes. Uh, and then catches a kick and slaps Sable. And I was like, okay, Steph is in full yeah, control. And then she right like now. does like rapid slaps after that. We get a little head snap, snap mare by Steph. Oh, we you forgot about the, the face smushing into the mat. There was a lot of face smushing, yes. I appreciate that <laughs> offense. It's the <laughs> offense that I suffered a lot of when I was a child. <laughs> these are these are the things I suffer. Uh yeah, Stephanie like pulls down Sable's top uh as she throws her into the rig. This is a well they love to go to. They love it. Uh because boobies. Um Hebner is like very concerned with Sable's boobies being out uh, yes. and being the good gentleman he that want, he is. He doesn't want a, a, a complaint from the the what was the PTC or whatever they were. Yeah, being the good employee that he is, uh, he takes his shirt off uh, to help Sable cover up. And then while he's distracted with Sable, 
a fucking wild gorilla comes out <laughs> and runs over Stephanie. I had no idea what the finish was to this match. Have you ever seen the uh, the thing from uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy where like Billy is like terrified of reliving this one past experience where Gorilla or like Bigfoot fucking snatches him while he's out picnicking? No. That reminded me of this because he just continuously has nightmares of a like Bigfoot fucking coming out of nowhere <laughs> while he's having a picnic and he's just like gets snatched and taken away. So without any prompting or warning, like we said, Brian Hebner is helping Steph and then fucking A-Train. No, he's helping Sable. Sorry, he's helping Sable. I'm discombobulated by all this madness. He's helping Sable cover up and fucking A-Train, the hairiest man alive jumps into the ring looks like he's covered in velcro and just flattens steph literally runs her over runs her the fuck over like it's Uh, not a tackle it's not a shoulder tackle it's not none of that he literally runs stephanie is in the way stephanie is now on the ground you know when braun Strowman would like run around the outside of the ring and just run people over it reminded me a little bit of that except braun would like kind of run them over from the side whereas albert literally ran through her yeah this was what's that Oklahoma drill in yes. football? Yeah, this is Oklahoma's. And, she stood and no a- chance. A train won. Uh, Sable wins, obviously, because uh, Stephanie has been run over by a train. Uh, fucking and- Bigfoot came out and stole her. <laughs> also, I want to note that Brian Hebner has a cool kid tattoo on his shoulder. It looks like Taz's logo. <laughs> He's a very cool. Let's go kid. to the next fucking match. I can't do this anymore. The last match that we're going to cover for Sable's career is at Great American Bash 2004 versus Tori Wilson. Sable, it, they're going back to the same well. So they were they feuded before over the fact that Tori was joining her as a Playboy cover girl. They would become friends. They would have a match at WrestleMania and a tag match. Uh, I say match. It was some sort of Playboy lingerie, pillow fight, whatever. Um, but they would feud again because Sable was jealous of uh, Tori being on the cover of SmackDown Magazine. Did you ever buy the old wrestling magazines? No. Yeah, I, I've I never have like bought a magazine three, before in my life. Like any magazine? None. I don't. I was believe born me. in 1997. Everything I needed was on the internet by then. Everything was on the internet by the time I was 10 and cared about magazines. That's that's true. That's true. My brother had a, a really big collection of wrestling magazines. Like there was like World of Wrestling and PWI, and that I was didn't because, have money. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, also, Great American Bash 2004. Uh, this is the show where Undertaker murders Paul Bear by burying him alive in cement. I fucking it's love a great. Wrestling. I love Great American Bash. Great American Bash is a great pay per view. This is peak SmackDown. Like this is when yeah. I remember SmackDown so because Eddie Guerrero's champion right now. Ah. Like, Kenzo Suzuki is around. Like it's a great time. <laughs> we love Kenzo. Yeah, this uh, is a pro Kenzo. Podcast. My first note here is Sable looks older. It's been. She's also with Brock Lesnar at this time, so I don't yes. want to like you know. This is when she had stopped being uh, Rena Mero and became Rena Lesnar. Also, her surname Rena Greek. Her last name's just Greek. Like it's all, get him to the Greek. It's all Greek to me. Yeah. Big fat Greek wedding. Shout out my man Nico. Only Greek person I know. Shout out! Big shout outs to Nico. Uh, also, this is the first time in five matches Sable has had actual like gear, like custom. Yeah, gear. she's wearing clothes. Yeah, because before she would just be in like what appeared to be like a workout outfit. <laughs> like she was yeah. just like, trying to hit the gym for an early uh, sesh. 
Yeah, Sable prances around for the crowd. Uh, Tori tries attacking her, fails. Uh, Sable hits two kicks to like the abs midsection area, mm-hmm. uh, then hit a hard kick to Tori's back. Uh, she does like the flipping neck snap thing. It's like Charlotte's Queen's whatever. Yeah. But like the person sitting down like a normal human being. Uh, also, before we get too deep into the match, of course, I noticed things in, in the crowd. Of course. Uh, during Tori's entrance, there is a, a couple right at the front of the hard cam side. And uh, you can see the wife looking so disappointed at the, what's occurring in front of her. Tori's just like coming out and doing her entrance and like she's not being overly provocative in any yeah. way. Tori Wilson, just beautiful woman. But the reason that she's so disappointed is because you can kind of see as they pan to her husband, who is just ignoring her and just staring at Tori, just full I on. Mean, just, uh, well, like, like, yeah, sure. Look, I could be married, but like Megan Thee Stallion walks by me, you know, my eyes are going someplace. They're going to go places. But she was like so over it. You could just, she was just like fucking brad i swear to god i just i hate could you just like you know lock it the fuck in (laughs) just subtlety man jesus anyways back to the actual wrestling it was okay (laughs) i mean i don't really there was actual wrestling in this match oh um term lately sable starts choking uh tori on the bottom rope uh sable it's a massive forearm for a near fall uh yeah tori does like a kind of shit suplex and then rolls through for cover uh for a near fall tori wilson's offense they were like she is innovative offense all this stuff it was kind of just like you're trying a little too hard now yeah tori also not somebody known particularly for their wrestling acumen yeah she's known for uh being very very attractive and for managerial roles, and for always like she she was just a really she dated a rod. She did date a rod. She was the other person we were going to cover this week, but then we went with Sable. Yeah, yeah. Tori Wilson will be somewhere down the pipeline when we want another week of watching a total of twenty minutes of wrestling. Probably sometimes less. We des- sometimes we deserve weeks off, people. Yeah, because sometimes we watch Triple now, H matches. Okay, yeah. Javier's an employed boy. He's got Evan a nine just to five. kind of Evan is a stay at home husband. What? Not yet. Soon. Soon. Can't wait. Can't wait to be a kept I envy man. You so much. Oh man. I mean, I'm gonna find work. Uh we're we're moving. That's that's why we're saying these things. My my fiance got a new job in a new city, so we're gonna be moving soon. But uh we're gonna be moving and uh I don't have a job in that city, so I'm gonna have to find work. But so currently looking. People, he will be a stay at home husband for a while. Yeah, I will. Their fiance, um, same thing. There is a long uh submission hold by sable where she's got a knee in tori's back and the arms kind of wrapped around choking her yeah sure it's it's long for it's on there for a while tori hits some decent chops um honestly they actually look pretty good yeah the, the crowd woos as they do with every job um charlotte's like 12 years old here and we're all like woo <laughs> yeah this is the the part where the match starts to wind down because they like okay so Tori, Irish whip, Sable into the corner. Sable, like, explodes out of the corner with, like, to try to attack her, I guess. Yeah, with gusto. They, they collide heads. They both go down immediately. Yeah. Uh, 
And then comes the finish. Sable's fainting a head injury for like a long time. Uh, and Charles Tori, Robinson keeps like breaking up Tori from attacking her by yeah. checking on her, which is stupid. Just just let her pin her and then check her. Tori lets her ADHD get a lot, the, the best of her and gets distracted. Um, she's like looking somewhere randomly. How did her adoring fans? Yeah, she gets rolled up by Sable. Sable pulls the tights. Um, the ref counts three, even though Tori's shoulders were very clearly not on very the mat. Up. Very up. Very clearly not on the mat at all. Like, Cleaner's Day. Uh, one, two, three. Sable wins the match. Holy fuck. Sable just always winning. We This is a, what a match. Sable won every single match that we covered. Yeah. It is a rarity that we cover somebody's career and they win every single time. Sable's a winner. And when you're a winner in life, you're just a winner. And she and married Brock Lesnar, who makes a winner. shit ton of money. Yeah. She, she's and a winner. never loses. What did you think going through these matches? Uh, it was about what I expected. Kind of boring, uh, but quick. Yeah. I kind of alluded to it earlier. My favorite match was the Stephanie match because there seemed to be actual heat like there was actual intensity i think staff brought a lot of that uh whereas some of the other matches i think it was supposed to be there and it just wasn't for me like i know her and jacqueline were rivals for like a year and it still didn't have a lot of oomph for me but i i liked the vengeance match i thought it was good and i thought the strap match was good but i also think a lot of that was the ability to sell by luna so yeah yeah like she was getting beaten down a lot in that match especially early and she sold pretty well like I said, can't wait for the Luna episode. It's going to be good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I It's hard with these uh, f- women's wrestlers from the bygone era of wrestling that, you know, it was about looks and not the actual wrestling product because, like, I think Sable is objectively attractive, but she's just not my cup of tea. So when everyone's, like, fawning over her, like she's fucking Aphrodite, I'm just here, like... Okay. Sure. She's fine. She aight. She's like the girl that's, you know, your buddy's like drunk at a bar and he's like, yo, that is like the hottest chick I've ever seen in my life. And you look at her and it's like, uh, she's cool. You're like, good for you, man. You go you go talk and get shot down. I'll be here when we just You go talk to her and in nine months, when you are now a father, I will appreciate you. (laughs) Jesus. The thing that always drives me crazy is the fact that during this time when women's wrestling is not getting a lot of attention at all in in WWF, like they just aren't being allowed to wrestle. They're not hiring women to be wrestlers primarily. They always have some that can make the other women look passable, looking at you, Jacqueline, Luna Vachon, um, you know, people who would develop Ivory. into better wrestlers, yeah, Ivory, uh, people like Trish, who over time would develop into better wrestlers. But like, all Japan women's wrestling is happening at this exact same time and earlier. Watch our Manami Toyota episode. Yeah, go go listen to Manami Toyota. Go watch some of her matches. Like, that is happening at the same time that this is happening. And there's no reason that they couldn't both be happening in WWE. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it was I really the, don't was need fucking... Model. I don't know. Aces... Uh, eight ball and fucking the oddities... Oh, hey, there will be no Golga slander on this podcast. I only care about Kurgan. Kurgan. I only care about Kurgan. Everyone else can fuck right off. Everybody else can shove it. But 
that's the thing that I think bothers me the most is when I was younger, I didn't know that there was any other wrestling really, right? You know, ECW died and WCW died. So I was like, oh, well, WWE. I didn't even wrestling. know about ECW or WCW. Yeah. I just had I, to I did. Down. I was there the dying days and I watched the invasion. But like the fact that now looking back, there's no real excuse other than we didn't want to put women on the card aside from being in this role. Like that was the, that was it clearly. So that's disappointing. Uh, I, again, watching these matches and watching, you know, I'm sure that with given some training, Sable could have been a much more service wrestler. Like given the, the PC, Sable would have been a much better wrestler, right? But yeah. she wasn't afforded those opportunities. So you got a grade on, you got a grade on a curve. And I think she played her role well. Yeah, I thought she was fine and the stuff that she was given. She was never going to be a technician. No. She was always just going to be a star. And that you was it. You needed to be Sable Malenko. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I mean, she definitely had the personality of a Dean Malenko. Um, but yeah, she, you know, it's 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 whatever. It, it yeah. happened. We have to recognize it because yeah, she was a star in her time. One of the biggest names in wrestling for a while. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Sable. Shout out to Sable. Sable Shout Lesner. out to Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode. Next week, who recovering, Javier? I don't even fucking know. You got to tell me. Oh, oh, buddy. You're the one who's setting up all the matches this week because you know this guy better than I know this guy. We are covering Cowboy James Storm on the podcast. Oh, shit. I thought next week. Uh, well, I'm not no, going to spoil the podcast spoil for it, two weeks. But around. no, it's 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 James Storm this week. And then those those uh the next person next week. So let's go. Yeah. Cowboy James Storm. I know very little about. I, I know that there is a tag team called Beer Money. I'm very excited to figure out some beer money see i like beer money but beer money wasn't even his best tag team in my opinion controversial Ooh. take but one i'm putting out there anyways the man's had a long career he's with tna from 2002 yeah, he's an og 2015 yeah wow he is an og he was there wow. i believe he was there from the first what the fuck i believe he was there from the first pay-per-view to i don't know when he left yeah. Like oh, yeah. Storm was Storm t- team with Psychosis to face the Johnsons. Yeah, he was a part of that match. Go listen to our episode covering the first ever TNA. We have a lot of episodes. Yeah, we've been <laughs> we've doing, been this, doing for this for a while. <laughs> and we appreciate everybody who's listening to us do this nonsense. But yeah, next week, James Storm, Cowboy Up, baby. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah, last shot. Let's do this. Let's do it. Uh, Javier, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm on the Twitter machine at JMelo Sports. Um, yeah, that's basically what we've gotten to with that Twitter account. Just follow. It, it is there. It sure is. Uh, follow me on Twitter at it's Evan Gomes I T S E V A N G O M E S. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Crossbody of Work. That is going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, hey, it's June. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. Yeah, shout uh, out to. To all the people out there yeah that you know express their love in the way that they want yeah also uh for those who aren't out yet still happy pride to you and lots yeah. of love to you uh and also corporations do more than just putting a fucking rainbow logo together all right good talk inclusivity yeah javier any last words for the people um i'm gonna switch it up this week all right if you're not out don't think about it as coming out. Think about it as just being yourself. You know, I'm not someone who who uh, can really 
enlighten people on this topic because it does not relate to me in any way. But as an ally and someone who very much supports uh, the community because it is a community that needs support just like any other. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very important to just fucking be yourself, man. Or yeah. Whatever. I call everyone man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't agree with that, then uh, this is not the right podcast for you. Yeah, you can you go uh, fuck yourself. Take your opinion, shove it sideways, stick it straight up your candy ass, and get the fuck out of here. And we'll leave it on that positive but also angry note. And we'll see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.